So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season premiere of season five, Love After Lockup. On this episode, Justine greets Michael as he gets out of prison. Gabby deals with Chris's family of trolls. Ashley tries to get her neighbor who hit on her drunk, despite her boyfriend Travis's requests not to. Nathan goes ring shopping for Skylar, and Monique seeks weight loss options for her man, Derek. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, please check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Good. Well, I'm on winter break. You still have a couple more days left. So do a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's an East Coast, West Coast thing, or but it no. seems like everybody. Oh, really? Everybody over it's here. Not, the district seems, right next to me, I just found out, doesn't get out until this Friday, and I was like, "What?" Yep. Yeah, that seems to be that's our standard. Is we get one week, and it's usually yeah. So oh, I am lucky. Get two am, weeks off. Yeah, I am lucky because weeks. I get the. I get the Saturday before Christmas off. Not the Saturday. Everybody gets the Saturday. The Friday before yeah, Christmas Yeah, the Friday. Off. And my, my kids have to go to school on that Friday. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No one is doing anything. No, no, no one, chance. No one. Yeah. That's, that, that's movie day if, I, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> right. Christmas potluck day. Oh, that can work too. Maybe in middle school. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So let's just go with – I'm going to start with uh, our repeat customer. All right. So we have Gabby. So we're getting reacquainted with Gabby, who I think she was from the first season of Love During Lockup, I think is where we met her. Yes, she was. Because he was never out. Right, right, right. So she is 28 and from Orange, New Jersey. And we see her with – man, we get a a really big start with this one – with her cosmetic nurse because she wants to get a vaginal rejuvenation so that she can feel like a virgin again for Chris. So we're reminded that they didn't meet through like a weird – dating app or anything it was through a cousin and also that chris is getting out soon hence the tightening and also lightening that she wants done we have to hear a lot about what's going on below the belt with gabby this week so anyway it's the end of his five-year sentence and they're still talking about the sex like they haven't done it yet obviously but um she's gotten some under he's gotten some under the table action during some visits which we talk about again I'm not sure why. So anyway, they do the whole um, they, the whole thing. This whole thing procedure now happens on TV. Like the yeah. person is undercovers, but she's getting it done right on camera. And she tells us that his family wants all wants to come along to pick him up, and also reminds us that her and his family, yeah, don't really get along even a little bit. They think she's a gold digger, and that's. With pretty good evidence because a few years ago, Chris won a big settlement from the prison system and uh, she's managed to spend all of the 150 grand that he got from that. So, uh, yeah. So, she says it's – anyway, so um, she also tells us that um, since the money has been running dry, Chris has been kind of relying on her for money. So, that's why she says she's not a gold digger. But anyway, she's um, also says that on the release day, they plan on getting married, which is something else the family doesn't know about. So she doesn't want to be petty and piss off the family, well, at least not in this way. She doesn't want to be petty and piss off the family, but she just wants to do it. So the cosmetician thinks it's weird. So just 
keep that in mind. The person giving you the vaginal rejuvenation thinks this is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> on camera. <laughs> on camera. And I just think it's weird that we that you asked her opinion. They're like, what do you think about this marriage? She's like, I don't know. I'm just here warming up this woman's vagina for some reason. I okay. don't know. They said friend slash whatever her title did was. Did they say uh, friend slash? Okay. Yes, no, they I just, did. I just, yeah. Uh, I, I just assumed it was. I don't think I would want my friend to do that procedure <laughs> if I was going to get yeah. something done <laughs> like, in yeah, that area of me. I don't know what I would. There. Yeah. I don't know what I would get done, but I, I would say, do you have a friend that, a colleague that maybe can do this? You could get some bleaching. I mean, why not? I'm not saying I wouldn't I wouldn't ever do it. I'm saying if I was going to get it done, it wouldn't be done by my friend. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I would find another stranger to do it. So the next morning. <laughs> anyway. Um so the next scene we hear all about the plastic surgery has gotten um since we last saw Gabby has gotten oh, since we last saw her. There's lip fillers that look like they just got done at the same time as the yep. rejuvenation we saw. Um She's picking up and there's like a whole jaw thing and blah, 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 blah. turns out she ends up telling us later that she spent, she spent $30,000 of his money on plastic surgery for herself mm. that he didn't even want or know about. So that might – that looks like it could be a thing. So anyway, she's picking up Chris's sister and mother because they have to drive all the way to Pennsylvania to pick him up and they live in New York City. So we're reminded from the last season about Chris had some false alarms of getting released. Like they kept being there to pick him up. And they're like, oh, no, he's getting transferred to a federal facility because he has more time to do. Um, so she's worried about that kind of song and dance as well. So she still has the ice pack from her procedure earlier, like right in her crotch. And so she has to explain <laughs> that whole thing to her. So Felicia, Chris's mom, thinks that Chris isn't going to like the result of all the plastic surgery she's had done. And he might not even want to kiss her with those big – they were – I get it was fresh, so the lips really did not look good at the, the moment yeah, they were talking about it. No, they didn't. So they get to the hotel room and everybody just wants to go to sleep. That's what they say, but they say that I just want to go to sleep as as both Gabby and um Essie, um Chris's sister, are both rolling just giant joints like in the hotel room. So <laughs> maybe not sleep right away. So the next morning, Chris is um Chris kind of calls and he's already out of jail and he's on a bus to get to them. Well, not really to them because they drove to Harrisburg to pick him up and he got released and put on a bus and now he's going to Philly. And God. Um, so they have to get on the road and get pick him up in Philly, So, which is about an hour and 45, two hours away. So Felicia and Essie, though, they're enjoying their nice breakfast and they think they have three hours. So they're like, what's the rush? Why would we leave? And Gabby is anxious to get on the way so that she can have more time. She wants to be there right when he gets there, right when he get, before he gets off the bus. So the, I guess it's probably a halfway house situation. She wants to have some of that time. Well, they're trying to get married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that the other ones don't know about. So anyway, Chris really agrees with Gabby because he has plans as well. And then he, they put him on the phone and he gets in a fight with Felicia and Essie about when they are leaving. Like they are really just being dragging their feet. And like, I don't even know what the mm -hmm. big deal is. So why don't we even go? I'm like, dumb. Why would we leave early? It's dumb. You're dumb. Um. Anyway, they don't understand why it's such a hurry to get uh, – why they think they – such a hurry for her to get there before the bus. But it does seem they – I don't know. It seems to me they just like giving her a hard time. Like so eventually Chris calls them and they get – they talk to him the same way. You're just being dramatic. We have a whole hour of slack time. What's this word? So they're tired of Gabby's attitude and she's tired of their games. So eventually they – the car pulls around and they get into the car and then I thought she was in a hurry but – that's when Gabby wants to fight with him about disrespect. 
um, about how they oh, weren't God. respectful to her and blah, blah, blah. And so she then she tells him to get out of the car. I wasn't sure how this all went down. But Essie says, well, now you're playing. Well, you thought you wanted to leave. What was going on? And then um, <laughs> and eventually Essie gets out of the car to maybe punch Gabby in the face because that's when the whole episode ends. Um, so, I mean, that's my theory. Do you think were – they, were they just messing with her this whole time? Like is that the yeah. whole, the, all they were doing? I definitely think they are because, you know, you kind of like just like, oh, they seem normal enough and like you, they got to be civil enough to all be in the same car. But did you hear what they were saying to Gabby like in the car? It was like they were low key like, oh, blah, 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 like just having a like nice little conversation. And then all of a sudden mom decides to say something like, yeah, Chris isn't going to want to kiss you with your lips. Like just saying like rude ass shit to her like in the car. And it's just like. That's really rude. She's the one driving your asses. And right. you're just like, oh, yeah, like, let's make fun of how you look now and how Chris isn't going to love you once he sees you. It's just like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, they've been messing with her. They're just they're, I mean, which I don't get because I don't I think I quite get the secondary part because I would have been like like me, you know, calm, rational me. I would have just been like, <laughs> oh, I want to get going. And they'd be like, oh, well, what's the big deal? And you'd be like. I'm leaving in 10 minutes. If you're not in the car, yeah. tough shit. I'm leaving in 10 minutes. It's my car. You know? like Well, that's like a teacher mentality, right? Right. It's like, well, this train is moving with or without you, so. Yeah. You make your decision, but we're not going to fight about this. I'm just, I'm leaving. Right. And if you're not with me, then eh, I guess you'll have to find another way back to New York City, won't you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is definitely a circus. I feel bad for her that they're just so, like, so antagonistic. hostile. Yes. It's not good. Yeah, it's not but, like, like, in a very low-key way. Like, they're not, like, yelling at her or, like, you know, making a big scene. They're very calm about, like, it. But they say it, like, but they say, like, mean shit in very calm oh, way. Oh, they do. Like, like, yeah. like it's, it's not like, you know, oh, just... Gabby, seriously, relax. We're not in a rush. Right. We're just going to stay here. They're like, we're not rushing for you, you dumb bitch. Yeah, I know. They say it in like such a calm way. You can't make us get up, you at. Ain't nobody talking to you. Like, we'll right. be more ready. Like, right. And they say it like they don't uh, raise like their voices when they do it. smoking in the car. Yeah, they don't raise their voices when they do it. But they No, say- they don't. That's what I'm saying. They're like low-key hostile. It's like, what's wrong with this group? Yeah, it's one of those things where you don't expect such mean things to be coming out of their mouths no. because it's just like, that's not the tone I expected to hear that in. Like, right, I, right. I expected more yelling yeah. and screaming. But Yeah. Go ahead. Do you think they have a point saying that, you know, Chris might not be attracted to her? I don't think she looks that far different than she did before. I do uh, personally, the lips, though, I was just like, oh, my goodness. They're not they weren't like human shaped lips at no, this point. They were all like lumpy. It looked like they they still had like marks on them from what they it was too, too fresh to get. It's something you have to get done a, at least two weeks, I would think, before you would have. I don't know. I don't know anything about lip filters, but it seemed like you got I don't either. Morning. I just know that that isn't the goal, right? Like no. people don't go in saying, I want that look. Right. And she did look – I say that because she looked better in the interview segments, which I don't know I think the interview segment was before. Oh. But I thought she was talking about stuff that happened in the scene. 
Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe then all that stuff is just all temporary. Like she said she had a brow lift, too, which I don't know if that is Botox specific. I think maybe it is. So maybe it does because I was just saying, oh, yeah, her brow isn't as arched and her lips are different. So she definitely looked different from the interview to what was happening like in the segment. So I don't know. Maybe everything all settled in. And if it does, then, yeah, it could well, it I mean, was okay. Yeah, I, and I definitely think production was trolling her because I think at some point they said, showed a before and after picture, and they yeah. definitely picked like a heavily filtered like Instagram like uh, pre picture and like like a like weird like bad oh, yeah. lips kicking out after picture. I don't know. The lip thing is the, is the one that always is the one that always gets me. That's what it usually puts over the top, and it's like, oh no, I liked it before, like because they yeah. I mean. I get people like thinking that, you know, the opposite because, you know, I know people do it because they're like, oh, well, I've really thin lips and that's the reason why, like, I'm going to get lip fillers. But I don't know. To me, I would rather it just be A super natural thin looking than lip. super yes. big. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my preference. But yeah, I, I also I would... am blessed to not have very thin lips. And so I probably, you know people would probably hate that I say that because right? I can't relate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. My, it, it's, it's one of those things that I think, yeah, given the, you know, personal taste and all that, but it, it, it's, I would, pref I usually, I usually like the before pictures when people get lip fillers and I'm like, I don't know why you did that. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. okay. But I think that's it to me. It's like, well, I think, I think I'm kind of, a, but I think I'm the same way about boobs as I was like, whatever, big, small, whatever. It's all fine. As long as it, it looks natural. Like it's when it doesn't look right, real right. that I'm like, uh, that's what I'm, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, so many times you get that. I don't know. There's this distinct upper lip, like from your nose to your lip. Oh, yeah. Where the side profile. Yes. It looks like duck, like Pringle shaped. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That makes it look super unnatural because you got it puffed up so much and it's not the way your face was built. You know what I'm saying? But like, right. it wasn't yeah. just that. It's like also, you know, she got whatever the things. And what else did she get? I feel like she did something. Oh, like the lightning of the, yes, the vaginal lightning, which is. Oh, I think it was more the ass. <laughs> oh, it was. I bet it was both. People have. Yeah. General three, area. Yeah. General area. I mean, some people get uh -huh. lucky on that, but other people don't. It's like, whatever. That's that. Those ones, I think, are the ones that are like, OK, it's all the, the surgery. 30,000 is a is a lot. Well, I, I mean, like. yeah. For someone her age, especially. But I think it's like over time, too, right? If you're going to like do Botox, you have to maintain that. That's true. So it's like, yeah, that's you know, true. every couple months you got to go in, drop a couple thousand, depending on how many units you're having and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's maybe move on to someone who has more natural curves. I would say Justine. Uh, mm -hmm. Justine and Michael. So Justine is in her finest cat suit waiting for her man, Michael. We get a quick recap that Justine was set up by Michael's mom, who was Justine's co-worker. They met while he was in prison. And after the fourth visit, he asked her to marry him. They got married while he was in prison. And Justine says it's time to start putting things together like their seven combined children. Michael walks to Justine holding an electric keyboard like a boombox, and they greet, kiss, and have a sweet reunion. Michael feels like he owes her his life for changing his perspective. He tells us that he started getting in trouble at 18. 
His family was struggling financially, so he started selling drugs. He was arrested at 21. He said that the money is too easy, so it's hard to go back. And Michael said there's nothing in the world that can make him sell drugs ever again. Michael starts putting on his chains in the car. Chains being his bling and not his, like, prison chains. So Michael says he can't wait to consummate the marriage, as he then debates if he wants pizza more than sex. On their way home, Michael is talking about how he had to shave his balls and ass and chest since Justine was going to be all up in there. Michael then video calls his kids, who are all very excited to see him. He tells us he has two baby mamas and admits to cheating on his most recent girlfriend with his baby mama, which resulted in having two kids at the same time. Michael is devastated that he wasn't able to be there for some major milestones because he really, really loves being a dad. Michael gets tense when they drive by someone he thinks is a cop, but it ends up that it isn't. Justine says that Michael has told her he hasn't been faithful in the past, but she's not worried. Michael sees the house, which he thinks is monstrous compared to the size of his old prison cell. Michael gets to see Justine on the stripper pole he bought her uh, right before they go to take a shower, and then, thankfully, they cut off. All right, so uh, for this group, I mean... What was your first impression of Michael? Because this is really the first time we're meeting him because Justine was on love uh, before lockup or love during lockup. And uh, we got to see Michael a couple of times on video chat when they were arguing. And uh, I guess we got to see him a little bit or at least hear his voice a little bit during their uh, virtual wedding reception. Right. But other than that, we don't real we didn't really get to hear his side of things, get to hear, you know, his story, his perspective. What what was your first impression of him? I got uh, he's a charmer. Like he is. Like and, and so I think he's I think he's just very good at getting people to like him. I think he's very good at mm-hmm. at kind of saying what we want to knowing what people want to hear saying and kind of right the, saying the right things. Yeah, never wants to sell drugs again. Yeah, I don't know what to make of him because I guess I guess kind of got the feeling I was like this guy might just know the right things to say. Like, right, I got that impression too. Like, I walked away from this episode thinking like I like that guy, and I like also was realistic about it. Like, um, do I think he's never gonna cheat on Justine? Do I think he's never gonna? you know, get back into doing something criminal adjacent. No, I'm not naive enough, but he says it in a way that makes me believe him for the moment. I mean, I I do and I don't. I I believe he means it, right? But I Mm -hmm. also believe that the first thing he asked for was his giant expensive jewelry. And it's like, if that's the first thing you're asking for when you get out of prison, like bring my jewelry with me. So as soon as I get in the car, I can feel at home with my Rolexes on. And like, then I'm like, well, you're going to have a tough time being on the straight and narrow because you're not getting any more of that. That's done. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that, that, that to me was like, I think he means it, but I think once it, once push comes to shove, like you could just tell, like he didn't feel like himself. He didn't feel relaxed unless he had thousands and thousands of dollars worth of jewelry on his body yeah do they have to pay any kind of restitution if it's not a crime against a specific person okay so this yeah this is what i was confused about because he was a convicted Mm -hmm. drug dealer he was selling cocaine and fentanyl. he said well generally they make you forfeit all the assets that you bought with the drug money 
That's what I would think. And so that's why it's like, I don't understand how he has all this stuff. Does he have to pay anything back at some point? Yeah, he's got a $100,000 car. He's got, I mean, I'm just guessing at the the value of that jewelry. We're assuming it's real, which he was insulted that she implied anything wasn't real, right? I mean, that's easily sixty, seventy thousand dollars for the jewelry he has on. Right. Yeah. Right. And and we have he, yeah. you know he bought her a, a, a car that's probably sixty or seventy thousand dollars. And it's like, mm-hmm. where where did how does he get to keep this money if he was in jail for right. being a drug kingpin? It's like no, they're supposed to take. I thought they took all your money when you went to jail for being a drug kingpin. That's what I thought. That's why I'm very confused by this. Was he just really good at hiding at the money? Because then that to <laughs> me, right. And so then that to me is just like, okay, well, maybe you're you're personally not putting yourself at risk for like being the person to sell drugs, you know, but I don't know. I just feel like you're still criminal adjacent. Yes. I feel like if you're Yes. And you can say, I'm personally never going to sell another nickel bag again. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, if I had $3 million in the bank from all the drugs that I sold before, I would never sell another nickel bag again either. Like, you know? Yeah. And so then it, it, yeah. So is that really, are you really making a big change in your life if you're just living off the money you made back when you committed crimes? You're still living off all the crime money, right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. What did you think about? We saw... The whole house and and the things. It's like I don't know. We'll probably take back on this. What did you think about the Jerry Springer shit? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he's a likable guy, you know. He's like got a sense of humor. He's like funny. He says the right things. Like he's got a nice smile for being in the prison system. You know, it's like those things. It's like okay, okay. I I get. I definitely could see how he could get two women pregnant at the same time. <laughs> Right, right. You get like this guy is sweet talking. Um, it it was still a bit confusing. It sounded like he had a baby mama, had three kids with her, no, two kids with her before, right. and then moved on, had another girlfriend, got her pregnant, and he, as he says it, backslid with the baby mama, so got the two of them pregnant at the same time. So two of his kids are the same age because two women were pregnant at the same time. It just so happens that one of them was the one he had the two other kids. So three of his children all come from one person. And then the fourth was from his recent girlfriend that he cheated on with the baby mama. Oh, geez. That, yeah, that is some yeah. Springer shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Although, I'll tell you what, I did appreciate... Oh, I thought it was hilarious when they asked him, how long do you think you're going to last? And he was like, I think we got a forever thing going. They were like, that's not what they meant. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like he has like these sweet responses where you're like, oh, I like that guy. And then he was just like, he looked like confused. Like, why would you ask me such a vulgar question? (laughs) I mean, that is confusing. That is a weird thing for a stranger to ask you. The first time you saw them. Like, hey, you're going to blow your load early? And it's like, why? What? What? I mean, probably. I, like, I did appreciate that he was like, probably. It's been like five years. Like, yeah, I can imagine I will. <laughs> keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, keeping it real. I like. I appreciated that of him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we just kind of really got to figure out like we always see the people and that's why they always trick us, right? We see people all the time. Every yeah. time it's like, oh, I kind of like this guy when they first get out. And then oh, like. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We reserve our judgment. They will be in the trash pile like, yeah. you know, a couple episodes in. You already yeah, know everybody, that's Everybody, even heading. the worst people ever. Like, what was it? Doug. Doug was the worst. 
And even when he first yeah. got out, he was trying to say the right things and like sounding good, but he was awful. Right. Well, I think we kind of recognize it's like you, you say it's like, oh, you're a likable guy, you know, and I can say at this point that I like you, but I'm not like, oh, this guy, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's going to be one no, of the no, winners. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not saying anything about how good of a person he is. I'm not saying anything about his character. We expect trash-tastic things to happen for this person <laughs> That's true. at some point this season. You know, it's like, this is your home. This is where you belong. The dumpster with all of us. Uh huh. All right. So let's go on to one of our first new couples. Let's talk about Ashley, and we'll get to Travis later. So poor Ashley. I don't. Actually, I don't know if it's poor <laughs> Ashley, but I at least feel bad for her that the way that production decides to introduce us to her, and by the way, she's thirty-eight from Port Lucie, Florida, is just show her falling on the bathroom floor, just slipping on the bath mat and then saying, I did it again. So oh, it's gosh. a repeat thing. So poor her. So she, t- but then she kind of makes me feel less bad because she tells us, you know, that she is whatever laid back, or whatever, but she's also a wild freak in the sheets, which thanks. <laughs> so she tells us that she's never been married, but did once have a guy that was engaged to her mostly for her butt. So she works in a jewelry okay. store. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like she he just wanted to put the ring. Like, if you put a ring on it, she just wanted to put it on her butt. Like, I like this. Okay, so, sure. Why not? She works in a jewelry store. Met Travis through a customer. I'm not quite sure how that happened. But he now he's getting out in two days and she's on a video call with him. And he's on top of a stack of like eight to ten pillows that she has on her bed. She put the computer on top <laughs> of. She proposed – he proposed to her from prison over a visit – video visit about a year ago and it looks like she has like a 3d printed ring that he made in prison so they talk about where they're going to sleep and you know who's going to be on the left who's going to be on the right and maybe they should just sleep as one entwined ball of a person with everyone on top which (laughs) i don't think is anybody's idea of a good time as a good good sleeping arrangement (laughs) so she's pretty stressed and she can and he can sense that through the video call so and oh from this video call, I think she's going to be a crier. We're going to see a lot of Ashley crying this year. Yeah, so she tells us that so. she's terrified yeah. of a judgment from others about her dating an inmate. And also that she's the judgment over having spent $80,000 over the past four years on this. So how things can go very wrong here. So the next scene we hear from Martin, the neighbor and handyman who is supposed to be doing the house sitting while she goes to pick up Travis. But she's not sure if that's still going to happen or if he's still able to do that. Because he's been keeping his distance ever since he made a move on her and she, like, rejected him. So – and he says it's just, he's keeping his distance because Travis is getting out. But, you know, to make up for this miscommunication because he is still going to do the, uh, his house sit for her, uh, she's just going to get him drunk and then not sleep with him. Specifically, <laughs> I want to get this guy drunk and not sleep with him. So this breaks one of Travis's rules, though, because Tra- she told Travis about Martin's uh, move. And he's like, yeah, maybe don't be near that guy alone and definitely not when you're both drunk. But, yeah, that might cause some inhibitions to be lowered. But she's whatever. Eh. He She says sorry to his fridge picture and does it whatever. So – She lets us know in the conversation that it makes her feel safe having her friend right next door in case Travis does anything bad. And also that, you know, also that Travis really wants her to stop seeing this guy completely. So because he's too cute and too convenient. 
So she doesn't know what's going to happen. And Martin says he will, you know, keep the distance that he wants to keep, but they can still be friends. And I don't know, it just seems like he's kind of puppy dogging her with this weird love triangle thing that I think is also what's causing her a lot of stress. So, <laughs> yeah, we only saw Ashley. We didn't, we didn't even hear from Travis. No voice, nothing. We got nothing from him. So, Kat, what are your first impressions of her? Uh, this is sounding a lot like Tony and Angela, right? Uh, and w- w- the Jerry Springer friend. Oh, that's Speaking right. Of yeah, Jerry yeah, Springer. The guy who's always hanging yeah, around. Yeah, Tommy, who yeah. is like in love with her. It's just like, oh, yeah, this kind of seems like this situation again. So I don't know. I'll have to see when Travis comes out if he really is like playing the part of Tony in this like uh, trope. But, you know, it's. She seems nice enough, but, you know, also at the same time, I think she's also one of those people that likes attention, you know, and she's maybe a little bit not so obvious about it. And so she's entertaining the friend because she's just like, oh, I like that he's into me. I like this. I'm going to get him good and drunk, you know, like, I'll, I'll say no. Like, I don't think she'll cheat on Travis, but I think it does make her feel good to know that this guy is around. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, especially when she the yeah, like I would say because it because of butt guy, but yeah, I was like the same kind. It seems like a similar dynamic in that like, well, I know he just is literally into one part of my body, but <laughs> it's still attention that I like. And yeah, I know. Yeah. So I mean, but to me, when she's doing that, like, oh, I'll take the attention. I won't sleep with him. I won't cheat or anything. But you know, I'll keep him around. I'll get him drunk. Like that to me is leading somebody on. Oh, yeah. And I think she's willing to do that for the attention, you know, but she'll kind of play it off like, oh, well, he's my friend because he's like right next door. Like, it doesn't mean anything. And I also think she thinks it's innocent enough when it really comes down to it. She will reject him. Like, if he asked her out or tried to make a move on her, she's not going to be receptive of that. Yeah. But I mean, at what point? Would she be? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that she has the self-confidence that if his attention started waning, like, I feel like if he really wanted to get right. her and he, he could. She would need to, yeah, yeah, keep it reined in. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's that. It's the fact that he's too into her right now that makes it easier to reject him and easier to, yes. to say no when, when push comes to shove. Oh, I absolutely agree. So I don't know. It kind of depends on how the friend kind of plays his cards, like how it all play out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little worried that she's going to be super annoying because it sounds like she just whines all the time. And I feel like it might be an entire season of her. Like of whining, whining. That's me whining. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, let's move on to another new couple, uh, Nathan and Skyler. So Nathan is a tree trimmer, 30, from Zanesville, Ohio, who is a self-proclaimed sensitive guy. His girlfriend is Skyler, as he refers to her, his prison Barbie, who is incarcerated for drug possession and tampering with evidence. She was dating one of Nathan's friends who passed away. And Nathan sent her a message to send his condolences. And then they just started dating. Nathan is home decor shopping with his aunt, and he wants to get romantic things like candle holders. Skylar calls in the middle of their shopping session and tells him that she would rather get throw blankets or a picture of a cow or Buddha statues. 
Nathan asks if a quilt will do, and she says, no, no quilts. She then gives him a list of things that he should bring to pick her up with. Nathan is clearly stressed as he goes back to his aunt and gives her a giant hug. It ends up that Nathan was also in prison, and he was the, and when he was there, he started dating Skylar. He hopes that he will be able to help Skylar. His aunt says that Nathan started getting in trouble at an early age because his mom passed away. Nathan says that they've had some time together while they were both in a halfway house, him and Skylar, but out of respect for her, he didn't want to elaborate on what exactly happened. Later, Nathan meets up with his friends Bryce and Jake. They reminisce on Nathan's wild days. But Nathan says he's sober now, so he hopes that, you know, things right now are a lot more calm. Skylar calls again and tells him that she's been working out for him. She's questioning why he's at a bar in a bad part of town, and she gets mad and says she doesn't want him around those types of people and that lifestyle. Nathan says that he has known Skylar and they were in a group of friends called the Wild Bunch, and she was dating someone who died from a drug addiction. She's had two boyfriends that have died from uh, addiction. Nathan excuses himself from the phone call, saying that he's just playing pool with his friends and, you know, is going to finish up there. And Nathan is worried that, you know, Skylar's going to relapse when she gets back and hopes that he can protect her and help her when she gets out. Later, Nathan is on his way to buy Skylar an engagement ring. She said she would prefer a big fake diamond rather than a little real one. Nathan wouldn't ever buy her something fake, so he's spending about $2,500 on the best diamond he can buy. He has what he wants to say to her memorized, and so he repeats it to us on his car ride over there. Skylar calls and asks him where he is, and he lies and says Long John Silver's. They talk about watching scary movies, cuddling, and cuffing season. Nathan Nathan asks her to say, I love you, and she starts going on about french fries. She didn't hear him, but eventually says she loves him. Nathan goes inside the jewelry store to pick up the ring. He looks over and asks if the person behind the desk is Olivia because he thinks he might have stolen her mom's car. And she (laughs) says, yep, that was me and my mom. (laughs) Nathan apologizes and says that he's different now. And Olivia says, good for you, buddy. (laughs) All right. So uh, there was a lot that happened with them. But mm, let me get your perspective on the ring. Would you rather have bigger and faker or smaller and real? Um. No, smaller and real. Because if it's a certain, a certain big, big enough size on the fake, then everybody's gonna know it's not real, right? Like, yeah. And and I don't know. It's 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 about the quality. Well, I mean, I guess I guess I guess if you say it like that, I'm gonna go. I'd rather have a cheap watch that's actually the brand it claims to be, rather than like a fake knockoff mm-hmm. watch that isn't. You know. I don't want. I don't necessarily want the guy um, in Times Square that's selling the watches out of the trench coat and be like, "I have a Rolex now. This is mine." <laughs> I yeah. just rather have a Seiko. Yeah, I get that. So I think I'd be yeah. smaller, small and real rather than big and fake. I mean, or if it's going to be big, something that's a cheaper stone, so it could be like cheaper and not necessarily a diamond. It's the big fake diamond specifically that that's bad. I that is tacky. I think. Well, I think part of it, too, is, you know, it it depends on how comfortable you feel lying about it for status. Right. And so it seems to me that she probably has no problems telling other people that it's a real diamond, even though it's not a real diamond. People aren't going around with their little jewelers, whatever little eye thing. 
A loop. Let's call the loop. <laughs> yeah. We're not walking around with one of those. Like, is this a real diamond? So people are just going to take your word for it. So if she's willing to lie to them about it, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Then I don't know. Why Why do the ring at all then? Why does he have to get her a ring? Just go around wearing a fake ring and say, say whatever you want to do happen to it. I don't know. It's, yeah. You know, like that. that's the part that gets me. It's like, well, why... I don't know. I, I like to know things. I like I, I can't I don't like lying to myself. I don't like lying to other people. So that that part, I guess I would rather not. Right. But that's yeah, me. But yeah, that's me. Sure. It's certainly not her. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a couple that very much could exist in real life. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't specific to the show. This isn't specific to, like, uh, prisoners dating. I feel like you have a guy who's very, like, he seems really kind of laid back. I know he says he's like, had a very wild past, but I'm sure drinking um, and yes. addiction might have been sure. part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just seems like a very laid back, like, he's a people pleaser, right? He just wants her to be happy. He's going to do everything he can to make her happy. Um, and then she seems like someone who is going to take advantage of that yeah. and uh, kind of walk all over him, be kind of demanding, um, get really upset when things don't go her way, uh, is going to nag him about stuff. She's going to treat him, treat you know, him like he's and, dumb, too. That's the other thing. We saw that already. Yeah. Like, why would we want candle holders? He's like, I don't know what you all want. Like. Why would you want a picture of a cow? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Buddhist statues when you're like, I'm not Buddhist, but I want a Buddha statue. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, I just feel like this is definitely a, a, you know, a couple that could exist in the real world. And I think it kind of also makes sense that they see more of a normal ish couple with kind of normal ish issues sure uh because you know they met this is not a couple that met on a pen pal site which most of them tend to be yes that we do we do have a a fair share of pen pals although i don't know if we have very many of them this season i I don't know of it that's true because gabby and chris i believe met through a cousin or something like that justine and michael met through michael's mom we've got these guys that have known each other pretty much their whole lives and have just dated more recently yeah yeah, although it does, uh, we have yeah. – uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is a is a pen pal situation. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 they do still have them, but it, that tends to be the couples that at least – I actually think they tend to be more interesting when they don't meet on a pen pal site. Um, cause they, mm-hmm. Well, because they, are, they seem more real, like I was kind of pointing out with this right, group. You right. know, it's like this is a real-ish kind of couple. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that like – Made me double take and maybe you missed it because I don't know if it's a slang word that you know. Like when he mm-hmm. she called him on the way to the jewelry store and he was like, what's up, chicken head? And I was like, you cannot call your girlfriend that on national TV. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was offensive. I kind of know what it means, but I was just like – I. I don't know. But I think the reason why I wasn't offended because I was like, doesn't really apply to her. I would I would hope not. She's not in a situation where she can do that. So, yeah. So I think you're getting at it. it it's it's someone who, you know, gets around a lot orally, right? Because their head is always moving back and forth like a chicken. Um, that's why it's chicken. Oh, head. that makes sense. That's very concerning. I don't think I knew that's what it was. <laughs> and so – 
I, I hope she's not. I don't. She has no access to do that in prison right now. But perhaps beforehand. No, but I don't know. It just seems like <laughs> everybody seems to think that there's like no no one. But as we've seen and loved during lockup, like uh, there's plenty of prison uh, workers that end up with oh, prisoners. That's, that, that's true. Yeah, it could be yeah. could be the the nurse or the guard or something. That 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 is right. Yes, also true. But yeah, I was that was the one thing I was like. Wait a second. <laughs> Did somebody let that slip through? That seems bad. You're like, I think I'm offended. Yeah, yeah, he said it a couple of times, too. And I don't right. know if he means it as like, if that's like his. I the, the, the trick is, I don't know if I don't know where that slang. It's slang that I know. I don't know if it's a if it's a regional slang that is like, you know, sometimes you'll come up with a nickname and people are like, dude, that means something different. You can't use that as a nickname. Yeah, like, right. And you're like, oh, OK, I'll have to stop. But if he, or, or or if. That's just what the friend group always called her <laughs> before before oh, gosh. they were in prison. So uh, well, that's that would be more concerning. So I guess we we'll have to see where that couple goes to see uh, which one yeah. of those two it is. All right. So that leaves us with the last couple we've seen. Now the new couple is Monique and Derek. So Monique is from Chicago and she's 34 years old. Before she met Derek, she says she never really had a serious relationship with anybody. She just more or less been into the hookup game. So when she finally decided that maybe she was over all that, she met Derek, who was 29 and has been in prison since he was 19. And while they're talking in the car, they're having a relatively explicit conversation about all the sex they're going to have. And he says it's going to be the best she ever had, which I'll remind you, he's been in prison since he's been 19. So don't mm. know that he has what it takes to back that up right now. So, right. So, don't get your hopes yeah. up. So she tells us about how they met. Which was basically her being horny late night Facebook scrolling and ending up finding the pen pal site and ended up – seems like that night sending him nudes. So there we go. Oh, so at the end of the drive, she gets yeah. to a bar with friends who have been waiting for her. So Derek doesn't really like her to go out and tells and, – and tells and she tells us that Derek works out a lot and is trying to get her to go down the same path. So her friends and sister talk about – talk to her about Derek who is yeah, different than her usual type. They kind of imply she usually goes after much older men. So the sister asks some of the standard mm. questions like, what if you get out and you don't find him physically attractive or he doesn't find you physically attractive, which is what the friends are mostly concerned about because Monique has, is a big woman and Derek is a small man. So we see <laughs> on the commercial segment the uh, her reading some of Derek's letters, which are pretty much just about sex and workouts, like – Here's my workout. Here's what I thought of when I was horny. Like that's pretty much it. So we think for her part, um, we hear we hear about how he like he likes to get nudes from her and the way she sneaks them through the JPay by using like a main image that's not a nude and then like little f thumbnails at the bottom oh that gosh. are yeah. um, that he can zoom in on. So all right, to follow Derek's lead, Monique is now with her friend Alma and she's ready to start her weight loss journey. So she's appreciative that Derek is going to be pushing her a little bit because she's already suffering from the health aspects of her weight. She says that she has was recently diagnosed with diabetes and sleep apnea. And Derek doesn't want to sleep next to the uh, CPAP machine. So she's hoping to lose oh, at least 100 pounds. So um, we see her at some guy at some weight loss clinic filling out the paperwork. So she's waiting here for Coach Carla to come in and Derek is there virtually on speakerphone. So Monique thinks that the surgery might be the way that she'll have to go to lose most of this weight but is looking for alternatives. 
So she tells us that she was always a little overweight, but after she lost her, unfortunately lost her daughter that was born premature, it kind of sent her into a spiraling depression. And over the past few couple years, she's gained an additional 150 pounds. So Coach Carla tells us that, you know, she needs somebody to help her along. And that's where Derek steps in, you know, and she, it also comes up that one way to cut calories a lot is to cut back on your drinking, which Derek is actually all over too. So we kind of come up with the idea. The plan is going to cost her $4,500 for a 12-week uh, regimen. So it's definitely going to stretch the budget. But she – I'm not even sure if she decided she can afford it or not. But all right. So I mean so they kind of said this before. They talked about how she feels that Derek is worried about her losing weight less for appearances and more for health. Do you buy that? Uh. Yes and no. Like, I definitely feel like if you have sleep apnea and it's because of your weight and if you can lose weight, you get rid of the CPAP machine. Yeah, yeah he's into it. Right. But do I think that's the only reason? No. But it does also make me wonder. It's like, well, why are you with her in the first place? It's not like you guys were dating and then she got really big. She's always been really big. As long as, as, long as so they've been dating, that was right? A, that was a choice. Right. Yeah. So that was a choice on your part. Well, right. Because there's always, I don't know, it's it, it's one of those things that's tricky because I guess I didn't realize until I talked to a bunch of other people that there's not all the guys, most people are into skinny women, right? That's always a thing. All skinny women. But some guys are like, no, oh, I want you, I want them bigger. They're into big yeah. girls. And, and, oh, and, yeah, and, for and sure. people who have been like, well, I, it was really hard for me to lose weight because when I lost weight, my boyfriend got mad. Right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because a lot of the times uh, the guys like curves, right? And so where do you get curves naturally? By being big. And so, you know, I definitely can see that because like when you do start to lose weight, you know, it's like, well, you lose most of the curves. Yeah, I I think that's like the first to go cruelly. It is is unfortunate (laughs) that I feel like. Most women lose their boob weight first, like their boob and butt that goes away right. first. And like, but that's that's what that's yeah. the part I wanted to keep, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, OK. But also, I could kind of see that, uh, you know, they showed pictures of what Monique was showing. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were heavily filtered, uh, mostly close ups of her face, like not a whole lot of body pics. Um, not even like shoulders up body pitch, sure. right? It was like literally like almost like a floating head surrounded by hair. Uh, so I can kind of also see how Derek might have been like not realizing how large she really was. Um, and then also Monique made it sound like she had gained particularly a large amount of weight in the last year or two because of like she said uh, the really big like weight gain started when the pandemic started. Yeah. Not because of the pandemic, but because of things that had happened right before with her, her losing a child. and Right. Um, so, like, things like that where it's just like, I kind of get how Derek, you know, may not have realized, like, what Monique's, the complete physical package that we were dealing with. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if it really bothered him that much. I, I don't. To me, it's just like, well, if it really, really bothered you that much, it would just be easier to just break up, start off with someone who does meet your needs rather than try to fix something that is arguably one of the most difficult things for anyone to do. Yeah, it's one one of those things that's like, yeah, and I think that 
you're right. It, it, we He might not have the exact picture of exactly how big she is, but mm-hmm. he has an he, I don't say he has an inkling, but he's must have had. But an he's idea. not he's not expecting he's not expecting somebody who's you know five four and one ten right. She's not he, he knows that she's not right, that like right. he knows she's not she's not yes, a skinny yes. girl and he knows she's a big girl yeah and like especially because yeah the pictures we saw um, of her were you're you're absolutely mm-hmm. right very tight face pics like the ones that mm-hmm. you know that, that you see them a lot of people who are who are trying to hide their weight or embarrassed of their weight or something that tends to be what yeah. they what they take but the ones we didn't see are the pictures of like her boob and butt and crotch that she was sending to him over the jpeg oh, yeah. and that, that makes it a little well, bit maybe they were just harder to, to right but maybe they were extreme close-ups of it right like you literally just, just get a, a boob one in frame boob, just a nipple in the middle yeah. and that, that's good. maybe two maybe two boobs in frame and that yeah, is it. i think the boob it's it but if you see a even if you just give me a full like chest in the in the in the in the, in the frame i feel like I can generally gauge how big the woman is, and especially if it's butt pictures too. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should play that game, Miss. I think. I, I think know. I could. Yes. Yeah. Here's, but if there's here's no boobs, what's what's her dress relative, size? Sure. Right. No. But I do think it can be tricky because it's hard to gauge scale when there's nothing else in the picture. Yeah, but you can tell. So I don't know if you'd be as good as you think you are at that game. I don't know. I think I, I think I could do it, but it, but. I mean, I, I don't, don't think know. I could do it down to the down to the like, you know, second because there's a whole genre of like pictures on the internet of like bigger than you thought. I'm gonna find some. I'm gonna find some nudes of like people full length that I'm just gonna crop out. So I'll know like body size, and we'll see if you could figure okay. out. We'll 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 res- yeah. report the results. We'll play yes. that game <laughs> next week. <laughs> we'll play that game. But I mean, but I think you're right. I think at the point where she's what was she 34 and she's already diabetic. Like that's. That is when mm-hmm. it's like, okay, whatever it is, whatever social, you know, emotional dating things are going on, at that point, no, it's causing you major health problems. And yeah, be, right, spending right. that long with diabetes is not going to be, it's not going to go well when you're 60. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, I just, uh, I don't, I want to see his reaction when he actually sees her in real life. Yes. Because I don't think that's happened yeah, yet. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it on, I mean, we were looking for the reaction to like, we've seen it a couple times in the show. Never, I don't know that we've seen it too many times for weight, but we've definitely seen, oh, you're older than I thought and you're grosser than I thought and you're wearing yeah. a weird blue suit. Yeah, like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that guy. guy. I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Yeah, but like with the crocodile shoes. Yeah, but you could just yeah. as soon as as soon as as soon as his love interest saw him, it was like, oh no, <laughs> this is not oh, going no. to work. We're out. We're out. Yeah. Tap out now. <laughs> yeah. So I hope it's. I hope yeah. for her sake it's not like that because she doesn't sound like she deserves that. Um. No. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say which one is really kind of the issue there. Is it that, you know, she's being untruthful, like in your pictures, and that's the reason why? Or, you know, it's like, is she just really insecure and it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I, I don't, I don't know. know. You yeah. know, the, the, the guy, like we said at the beginning, like we said when I was reading my story, like... He, he he says it's going to be the best sex you've ever had. And it's like, it's not, though. We know it's not going to be. Like, 
like, yeah. it'll be nice. Well, but like, maybe, maybe, maybe he's he has a, little, a lack of experience has, in maybe general. Maybe he has some delusions in of his own. Even if you had all the yeah. experience from when you were whenever you started till you were 19 it's like i feel like 10 years without practice is still 10 years without practice but maybe oh, he has all the nurses and the guards too just like the other people love during lockup oh gosh <laughs> all right so out of the group we saw this week we still have one more couple yeah that we have yet to be introduced to so we should be having six on this show uh but out of the group we've seen who would you say is your student of the week i would go with nathan um just seemed pretty mm-hmm. chill like Seemed like he was trying to yeah. do, you know, what was good for the relationship. And also, like, apologized. Like, it would have been awkward if it was like he spent that whole time there and she was like, when they <laughs> left, he was like, that was the guy that stole our car. <laughs> At least he, like, acknowledges <laughs> it, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I definitely get the feel that it's like a small town and everybody kind of knows one yeah, another. True. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I went with Justine uh, just because, you know, there were certainly doubts, um, but it always seemed to come from her family. Right. And she I don't know. I feel like she's continuing on either her blind hope or faith that this man is going to be faithful. But, you know, she seems to really believe in this relationship. And, you know, it seems like they had a good first day back. So I went with Justine. Sounds good. All right. What about I, your dunce? I went with Chris's family as a dunce, like the two of them together, just because they were they were just being antagonistic, be antagonistic. Like they just wanted terrible. to push her buttons. Low key, terrible. Like if you were just watching this and not really paying attention to like what they, you would just be like, oh, they're just like talking. They were totally being the siblings that that just poke the bear yeah. until the other one blows up and goes, well, I don't, I don't even do anything. You're like you, you're, you're like, oh no, they they attacked yeah, exactly. me. It's like yeah. did they though? Yeah, huh? mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I actually went with Ashley, uh, her whole thing about, you know, like, let's get friend who's into me drunk and hanging out at my house. And I may or may not be using him to take care of my dog. Yeah. You know, and she knew it's something her boyfriend would not be happy with. He told me explicitly not to do this. Sorry, I love you. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. So that, that was my life lesson is that like hanging out with someone that openly wants to hook up with you is just leading them on. Like, that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. And especially to use that power to like extract free favors out the, out of them because, you know, they'll do it. Right. In hopes of being able to hook up with you. Yeah, is, that's messed, messed up. up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my life lesson was actually for Nathan, which is part of the reason. And I know it's such a minor thing, but this is part of the reason why I couldn't have Nathan as my uh, student of the week. But I did agree like he was pretty high up there. But there was this one thing he did. Um, And it's if you are buying something that is an expensive gift for someone else, you should probably consider what they want. Uh, She didn't want a real small diamond. Didn't matter that it was $2,500 or not. You know, she wanted a real big fake diamond. So if that's what she wants, she's the one who has to wear it. Get her the big fake diamond. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know if we will be back next I, week unless we have a sub. Oh, unless we have a sub. Right. Because 
Yeah, simply because I will be on a boat again, yes. but this time I may have internet on the boat. So we'll kind of see if I can actually see the show. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, be patient yes. with us those, if uh, we don't have an episode uh, out other, right away. One of those other trips that makes our listeners think you're less relatable than me because you're always on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Always on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, but uh, if we don't see you uh, next week, happy holidays. Yes, and we'll and, catch up the next uh, week if we can't. So we will be back eventually. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. All right. Until All right, then. Until then. See everybody then. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.